One of the latest men, of course, is a man we've heard a lot about. His name is Axel Rotten, and he's standing by with comments. This is Axel Rotten coming your way. It's all you people out there in the WCW who may not know me. Get to know me well, because it's 320 pounds from Newcastle, England. It's PN News. I'm afraid you're going to get to know me better than anyone, because this is Axel Rotten, the second coming of the British invasion, coming your way. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 26. We are recording on February 1st, 2016. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com, the unofficial WWE webcomic. My name is Brandy Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with the three-time ECW Tag Team Champion Perry Saturn. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. He's also here with his tag team partner, Mop. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFMP. Perry, how you doing? Okay, you're going to be really, really mad at me. You've already changed it. I had to. Oh, fucking dead to me. I'm All right, there. thanks for listening, everybody. No, no. I'm, all, I'm sitting there, and I'm sit, trying to be like a, a reliable source for wrestling. And when I'm sitting there tweeting at people, I have Perry Saturn holding a mop. And it's ridiculous. Okay, it's part of the full Nelson Press canon, okay? All right, what if I put it as my cover photo? No, no, you you made the rules. I know, I did. I kept it for, what, two weeks? Uh, yeah. So, I guess, sorry for last week, but we're going to have a good week this week. We need to apologize to all of our listeners. Yeah. We did not have a show last week. We didn't. Uh, I have a new schedule. Uh, My wife has a new schedule. So things just kind of didn't work out. But we're back, and we're going to keep going. Uh, so we'll be back next week, too. Uh, but this week, we're going to go a little bit longer, so that way we can cover things that we did miss. Uh, today, it's going to be our thoughts on the 2016 Royal Rumble. We'll find out uh, who our Fastlane main event will be. And the game is back, uh, but should be traded in for store credit towards something next gen. Boom! I like that! Yeah! Yeah, I thought of that one earlier, because... Uh, Royal Rumble! The Royal Rumble. Good pay-per-view. We'll we'll start off with the kickoff show. This was the Dudley Boys versus the Ascension versus Jack Swagger and Mark Henry versus Darren Young and Damian Sandow. Congratulations, Damian Sandow, you exist again. Well, right? No, bigger props that Sandow is still around and he's back in the robe and he's coming out with the Megatron or the Titantron of I greater than you. Yeah. Loved it. I loved it, too. Well, welcome back. Uh, it's not going to live long, though. They're probably already trying to change something about him. Uh, he'll probably be carrying luggage for the social outcasts or something. It basically reminds me of, like, this one time when I got in trouble with the law when I was, like, 21, and I walk into my house and my roommate plays Welcome Back. That's what it reminded me of when Sandow came out. I'm sitting there hearing the song, Welcome Back, Welcome Back, Welcome Back. Right. I think it was great. I loved it. I went nuts. The stipulation for this match is whoever wins this gets to go to the Royal Rumble match and be in the match and get a free F5 by Brock Lesnar. Basically. Yeah. Damian Sandow and Darren Young. What a weird matchup. <laughs> uh, Darren Young doesn't have an entrance song anymore. 
Darren Young doesn't have a tag team partner anymore. I think Darren Young, uh, anytime he just comes out, they just show like a Be A Star promo, and they're like, he doesn't need music anymore. They basically sat there and go like, we're really proud that you came out gay, but we really have nothing else for you anymore. Right. And if I was Darren Young, I'd be like, this is bullshit. Like, I put my life out there. <laughs> right? And then you guys are like, oh yeah, we're really proud of you. By the way, we're probably going to bury you. Uh, we're just not really comfortable. Like, that's the way I look at way WWE does stuff. I can't believe WWE creative just looks at that and they're like, I just, I can't think of anything. I don't know what to do with that. So even the weirder tag team of this wins, Mark Henry and Jack Swagger. Right? Why is this an alliance? Time out. Time out, though. All right. The only logic I have with this, world's strongest man. Right. And the real American. That's that, the that only. No. That doesn't. No. No. I have a better connection. The strongest American. Wear, That's what you could have called him. I have a better tag team name. They both wear singlets. I like that one a lot better. Yeah. They could have called themselves the Michael Bays. If you wanted to be like real American, wouldn't it be like uh, Fat Man and Little Boy? <sighs> You're right. Probably. All right. That's. Moving on. Uh, next match is probably one of the best matches of the night. Uh, last man standing for the Intercontinental title match. Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose. This was such a good match. There was so much to talk about, but we don't have enough time to go over. I wish we could just spend... I, I wish I could write a novel about this match. This match was awesome. And this is what people want WWE to produce. Because they know they can put Owens, Ambrose, Ziggler, yeah, Reigns. You can put these guys in a match. Just let them go. You don't restrict them. And they put on a match. Owens went through two tables. Okay, yeah, so we're going to go over some of the highlights. First of all, uh, Ambrose does this suicide dive to Owens. Right? And he throws him into the announce table and just creams Michael Cole. Which I love. It was amazing. And Cole was visibly pissed off about this. Uh, not only that, they use his uh, iPad and beat the shit out of Owens. Now, mind you, this is what? Minus the pre-show, we are six minutes into this pay-per-view. And Cole has already been completely fucked up. His glasses are broken. His iPad's broken. And he has three more hours to go. Michael Cole is the worst. I finally turned on SmackDown. And- and heard the new voice that's down there. That guy is great. Call him up. Give like Michael Cole like six months break. Let Lawler and Saxton handle SmackDown. Perfect. Cole, you suck, by the way. I like Cole. I just think this is surroundings around him. He's a great supporting commentator, but he has to lead a lot of the times because he's with Byron Saxton, who easily gets distracted by Twitter, and JPL, who easily gets distracted about easily getting distracted. So, I don't know. I would rather see Renee Young and Corey Graves on there with Michael Cole, and I think that is an A-plus team. But I think I say that every week. Yep. So, moving on. More of this match that was kind of cool. The part where Owens uh, gets a chair thrown at him, and it sticks on his fucking head. When was the last time you saw a chair shot to the head? And it stayed! And And then, like, it stuck there. Yeah. He fell off the top with it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Ambrose, he does a super kick and then does the dirty deeds to him and then uh, tries to get him count out and Owens rolls out of the ring and at this mm-hmm. point we hear, we've heard four or five times at this point the phrase ring awareness and this just becomes the theme for the rest of wrestling. Then we get to see they, they topple on top of the top rope for a little bit, they set up chairs. Uh, at one point Owens yells, I hate you at Dean Ambrose. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Genius. There was so much great chemistry between these two. This whole match was amazing. Uh, The match ends with Dean Ambrose flipping Owens through two tables on the outside and getting the 10 count, giving uh, Ambrose the win, retaining the Intercontinental Championship. Loved it. I thought it was great. So good. Uh, So moving on. Take a drink. Take a drink. (laughs) Ah, Remember? Moving on. (laughs) 
<laughs> New Day versus the Usos. Uh, this match was dumb. Uh, we get to see Francesca too. Congratulations. Uh, the match wasn't special. Uh, Biggie kind of looked kind of confused at the end there, though. Uh, kind of yeah. was tripping over Kofi Kingston. Uh, just looked glazed over completely. Which is sad. Like these guys have worked together how many times? So you think too they many. would know everything? Right. But it's just a mess. Like, I don't know if it's the New Day, but I don't really think it is because you watch the New Day with other matches, they do fine. I really just think, like, the Usos, I get it. Like, they love them, but we need a new tag team up there. Well, do you think maybe, like, they're just trying to do a little bit something different because technically they are wrestling at every house show and every SmackDown and every Raw they're trying to maybe do something different, and it kind of just fucks that them up That could be it, time. but the thing is, not everyone's watching a house show. No, but they get into a routine, and then when it becomes pay-per-view, they're like, let's throw something together. Let's do something different. Well, okay, watch, like, Owens and Ziggler. How many times have we seen that? Those... Uh, we'll get to that. Jesus Christ. Enough. But, but... WWE, if anyone is listening to the WWE, stop it. It's a good match, but it's just not going anywhere. There's no progression at all. Well, that's all they're doing is just doing that, but they know each other in the ring. Can't deny that. I can't. You cannot deny that. Uh, anyways, the winner of this yeah. is the New Day. Go Congratulations to the subject, because I'm right. <laughs> I got nothing else to say to you. You're right. Pete O'Brien is is right on one. Congratulations. Not even Paris Saturday anymore. You can fuck off. Next is the U.S. title match. Uh, Kalisto versus Alberto Del Rio. Uh, this was a good match. No, no fuck-ups this time, so I'll give it a thumbs up for that. Wait, what? There were no fuck-ups. There was a couple fuck-ups. Well, okay, name one. Oh, what was it? There was, a, there was three botches. Okay. And I remember, because I sat there. I was like, oh, well, they sort of messed that up. It wasn't an awful match, though. The botches weren't to the point where you're like, remember that botch? Like, it happened, but the match was good enough in a hole that you forgot about them. Maybe that's it. So. They got me this time. So, anyways, nothing special. Uh, Kalisto with a hurricanrata sends uh, Del Rio face first into the an exposed turnbuckle that uh, Del Rio had taken out before. I mean, pretty much if someone takes a turnbuckle, you know, that person's face is eating it. Uh, unless it's Ric Flair, then he's just going to smash his own head into it first to get it nice and lubed up with his blood. Well, he would first take off all of his clothes and strut around the ring, and then do that. Then Kaliso does his finishing move. I still don't know how to pronounce it yet, and it gets the uh, Selena win. Del Sol. Uh, the Salad de Sol. All right. He gets the win and keeps the U.S. title. Uh, good for Kalisto. Uh Hopefully he takes on something else, someone else who's not Alberto Del Rio, but probably not. Next is the Divas title match, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. I was excited about this match, looking forward to it, and it actually was a pretty good match, I would say. It wasn't bad. They finally let them go. And what made it great was... Hey, Sasha let's, let's, Banks. Let's talk boss. about the match first. Let's talk about. Let's, but that was skip. the best part. It was the best part. All right, I get it. Like, okay, Charlotte and Becky put on a good show. They did what they were supposed to do. Ric Flair punk punching Becky's mouth did not help. No. Like that was awkward. That was awkward as fuck. They got some heat for that. Did you know they pulled it from? Uh, if you go back to watch the Rumble now. Yeah, they took it off. Yep. Uh, who upstairs thought well, that was a good idea? I think it looks worse that you pulled it. Because, yeah, because you look guilty. Unless, like, all right, so do you go back and then that's just, like, 30 seconds of just the picture of Josh Matthews there? Because then I understand. I get it. Right? I, I think you look worse by cutting it. Yeah, so a bunch of little dirty moves going on here be between Charlotte and Flair. Uh, they end up getting the win on Becky. Uh, and then, yeah, Sasha Banks comes out. Totally just throws, throws Becky aside like she's nothing, and the crowd just erupts. Does this weird standoff, shakes the hand of Charlotte, and then attacks. Because, yeah. I will correct you, okay. in NXT, 
they were friends. Right. That was their move, like the BFFs. She was actually part of it. Like, Summer Rae got cut out of her own group. <laughs> yeah, they did their little handshake. Like, that's and that's why people were like, oh, what? They're going to team up? And then she does the bank statement. And I'm like, hell yeah. About time. Winner and soon-to-be WWE Divas champion, Sasha Banks. Uh, moving on to the main event. Okay. Royal Rumble match. We start this. We're going to go play-by-play. Play, oh, man. Which is exciting. Now, granted, can we take some time? There's some yeah. There's some things I got to say. I am looking forward to this, uh, everyone. How forward are you looking? Pretty forward. If you're listening to this, sit back, relax, uh, take a drink, do whatever you got to do, relax, because we're going to take you on a fun ride. Drive your car. Dr- I bet you people are driving when they listen to us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you're driving your car, don't relax. Don't take a drink. Um <laughs> Get to, get to where you gotta go. Cancel. Cancel. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But if you are, just chill. It's gonna be nice. 30 men trying not to touch the floor. Uh, starts with Roman Reigns, and who pulls up number two? Rusev comes out with Lana, but doesn't actually come out with Lana. Lana's just like, alright, goodbye now. Uh, like, she totally should have just come out there with that. I can't help but drool every time Lana comes out, because she looks so good. She does. She does that beehive she got the beehive and the thighs and the calves (laughs) and that really short skirt and every time i'm just like oh i should really work out like that's the way i look at it but then i look at rusev and i'm like but he's got a gut so lana um chance i don't know i don't know hard times bulgaria i don't know maybe well she's russian or is she bulgarian whatever nationality she is i don't really care just tweet at me they won't. Then uh, he gets eliminated right away. Which I thought was weird. Uh, but genius. Definitely a twist to this, because I definitely thought this was going to just be like the League of Nations uh, right? coming out one by one. I had complete assumptions about that. Uh, number three comes out. Oh. AJ Styles comes out. I watched this rumble twice, by the way. I did, too. I did, I had to watch it once, and then I when I wrote these notes, I, I had to rewatch it. I, first of all, I want to say this Rumble, probably one of the most enjoyable. Last year's was really good. The year before was kind of meh. No, don't say that. Now what? we're going to lose viewers because Why? that doesn't make sense. Why? Last year's was not good. What do you mean last year's wasn't good? This has been the best Rumble since, I'll say, probably like six years, seven years. Even that 40-man one was cool, but the ending ruins it. Oh, the ending was so bad. So you bad. have to make sure you do the ending right. And they did this time. First of all, AJ Styles' music hits. And right? referee uh, Rob Zavada, the guy with the black spiky hair and uh, soul patch, he's one of the younger wrestler, uh, referees, just completely loses his shit. If you get a chance to watch it again, he's down in the back corner, and he's just, like, looking back and forth between the commentating table and AJ Styles. Like, he's totally doing, like, this double take, like, no way, what the fuck? No, are you serious? It's, he totally doesn't know it's AJ Styles. It totally sells this, like, it's he's marking out completely. Which is great. AJ Styles, and you are not a huge fan of him? I am not, but here's the thing. I see AJ Styles as just becoming that new top guy, and if, if I hate on him now, I'm just going to have a rough time in wrestling. So I'm starting over with AJ Styles. I have to. Otherwise, I'm not going to enjoy it. So good job, AJ Styles. He hit, and when he walked out in his music, I was like, okay, this music is sweet. I can get on board. 
easily I can get on board with this guy. And he didn't do his finisher. That's a big thing we should note because his finisher is terrible. Yeah. That's his big problem. He can do everything in the ring, but his finisher is weird and definitely dangerous. <laughs> right. So we do get a little bit of a bout between AJ Styles and Roman, which is nice. Then Tyler Breeze comes out, and they both eliminate Tyler Breeze. Damn, man. I was really looking forward, but I saw Tyler Breeze come out. I was just excited about that when AJ Styles came out because I thought this was going to be, you know, something fun, and it clearly wasn't. Nope. Breeze got hosed. Breeze continues to get hosed. Next, the social outcasts come out. The chains are off. Uh, Curtis Axel comes out. He is the chosen one out of the four to be in the Rumble. Kind of disappointing that none of the other outcasts are in this. Uh, But it's all right. He gets eliminated, though, right away. Yeah, it was hilarious. Which, by the way, AJ Styles, congratulations. You finally eliminated. Axel Mania. He was sitting sitting there. He's like, I've not been eliminated. And the thing is, he had a point. He did. He never was. But it doesn't matter now. But now it's over. Yeah, Dunzo. Love the social outcast. I like what they're doing with him. I am too. Doing nothing but improving. Next, Chris Jericho finally comes out, followed by Great. Kane, followed by Goldust. Uh, Ryback comes out, and then the New Day comes out, and they bring with um, Kofi Kingston as the chosen one. Thank God. I think Kofi Kingston is Mr. Royal Rumble. Well, the thing is, too, is they were trying to like act like, who's going in? But then they flash Kofi Kingston's name at the bottom. And you're like, oh, well, while they're trying to decide, we already know it's Kofi. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yep, there's a box right there, WWE. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. Oh, good for them. So after that, uh, the man in the hour comes out, Mr. Titus O'Neil. Uh, the Irishman eliminates Goldust right away. Uh, after that, though, our truth comes out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he thinks Best it's money in the bank. moment ever. The thing is, okay, the thing is, we rip on WWE, too, for like, stupid idiotic ideas yeah this was perfect though yes it was it was because of the fact of like you still have that humor of like he gets a ladder throws it in there climbs all the way up where's the briefcase and i couldn't i couldn't help but laugh and then he just goes like my bad and i'm like that should be his new thing of like just walking in and like oh, here we are, it's Elimination Chamber, and he, like, gets it and tries to climb outside of the chamber, and he's like, <laughs> the heck's this roof? Oh, my bad. Oh, man. You, you know, it's all it's all fun and everything like that until he comes into a singles match, and he turns it into an Inferno match, so. He's 50 years old. Yeah. So, like, which, by the way, if I look like that at the age of 50, I'll be stoked. Yeah. He's just hanging out. Like, that's all he's doing now. It's like, all I got to do is just run out there and do some joke. Like, he's Ron Simmons. Right. So, here's the thing. WWE, I think, has kind of shifted to their storytelling where their main storytelling has kind of become awkward. And the silliness uh, has kind of turned into more of a comedic role that is actually funny. So, I, th- I think we've kind of lost balance uh, again. Uh, but I am enjoying, because it is getting funnier. Wrestling is at least getting funnier. So that's that's at least a positive because this was enjoyable. He gets eliminated right away by Kane, uh, and then Luke Harper comes out. Yep. Right after the Luke Harper comes out, though, one of the low moments here. League of Nations comes out with Vinny Mac, and they attack Roman. Vinny Mac. Yeah, what? Vinny Mac is his nickname now. That's that's one of his nicknames. All right. I got I got I got to change it up the podcast. Otherwise, you, I, I got to say Vince McMahon a lot. Vincent Kennedy. 
But all right, I'll give you that one. Uh, he comes out with, with uh, League of Nations and he attacks Roman. Yeah. Uh, they send him through one of the tables, I think, and then he gets carried on a stretcher. It's completely unbelievable and it does nothing, but they think makes the character of Roman Reigns look worse. Which, by the way, this is what ticked me off about it more than anything. Okay. One, it was predictable, but two, we missed Kofi Kingston's elimination. Yeah. Kofi Kingston does his wrestler Royal Rumble moment where he rolls up on to Biggie Lace's shoulders. Grabs a kid's popcorn and sits there and starts eating popcorn, which was great. Yeah, because we just come back and that's all we see is him just sitting yeah. on, uh, which you can kind of conclude like what's going on there. But even so, it was disappointing not being able to see it. But then he's trying to get on. The, Roman Reigns is trying to get on the stretcher. And then they go, oh, well, while we were watching this, Kofi Kingston got eliminated. I could give two shits about Roman Reigns fighting, trying to get on a stretcher. I don't care. I want to watch Rumble. And I was so mad at that. That was the thing. Not only did they uh, overshadow uh, Kofi Kingston's almost elimination, but Stardust came out at the same time. So Stardust has got to be pissed. It was so stupid. Like, that's the thing that, with me, like, ticks me off, like, of why they ran Roman Reigns down our throat. Like, you're missing out on people who I'm actually interested in Cody Rhodes. Right. Yeah, I called him Cody Rhodes. Interesting news. After he got eliminated, he tweeted out, Stardust is done. So Big Show now comes out. Uh, he eliminates Titus O'Neil and Ryback. Next, Neville comes out, followed by Braun Strowman. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Don't Braun's over Neville. He actually, what, what? Gave, they gave him a spot. Did they? Neville actually did something. Yeah. What did he do? He did moves. Like, he actually was in it for a little bit. Like, I was like, okay. Nice. Give Neville a chance. He did his pony show. That's good. Whatever, dude. You hate <laughs> NXT stars. I do not hate NXT yes, you stars. Do. I have a problem with Neville. I like Kevin Owens. I like Finn Balor. I like Apollo Crews. I hope he beats Finn Balor. It's not going to happen. It's a non title match. I'll be a good match. Yeah, well. Next, Braun Strowman comes out, and he eliminates Kane, and he eliminates Big Show, which is so cool. I was so glad that both of them were gone. I know. Nobody wants to watch Kane and Big Show anymore. I like them, but it's over. Yeah, the only thing they should be used for now is to uh, put Braun Strowman over. The Royal Rumble changes. Uh, no longer the Royal Rumble. It becomes the Kevin Owens show, because Kevin Owens comes out at 18. Oh, okay. I loved it that he was like hurt and i'm like yeah. sitting there i'm like i could see them just hosing him but then he gets in there and he kicks the shit out of aj styles who lasted for a while yeah and then goes welcome to the wwe and throws him out and i'm like that was so good and then next we see dean ambrose follows immediately after kevin owens another surprise to see the intercontinental champion now coming out also just as hurt they just start going at it the crowd is just getting warmed up and then number 20 hits Sami Zayn. Uh, and the crowd just goes nuts now what sucked for me i had a hiccup in my network right at this point and it spoiled Sami Zayn for me Oh, it was good. I loved it. And I knew it. It made sense to have Zane in there because he is going to be the new Daniel Bryan. That's why Daniel Bryan just leave. Go to Lucha Underground. Like, they got re up for season three. So go do that. Don't go to Lucha Underground. Just No, go to it. Get, get a job so we can <laughs> stop seeing goddamn Bremote. Bremote coming out. I don't care. Bremote sucks. And that's the only reason why she's still wrestling. Is because you won't leave the WWE. Leave the WWE and go get a different job so then Brie can go with you. All right, I'm done. Okay. 
Uh, next, Eric Rowan comes out. Uh, he comes out, and Luke Harper, Braun Strowman, and Eric Rowan just go in complete Manson family mode here. They eliminate Neville. They eliminate Stardust. Uh, Mark Henry comes out, and they he gets eliminated right right away. And then they eliminate uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, and you're just like, holy shit, when is Bray Wyatt coming out? He's got to be next. But sadly, I'm wrong. Brock Lesnar comes out and just destroys the Wyatt family. Okay, now here's here's my big question. Do you hate the fact of how powerful they make Lesnar? I did, but his character has warmed up to me that I enjoy it, that he is this mountain you have to overcome. I enjoy the Brock Lesnar factor now because it his character still gives me, it still scares me in a, in a way. So I enjoy it. I enjoy that over overlord character they have. That's what I said. I'm like, I believe Brock Lesnar to be more of a powerhouse than Rusev. I believe Brock Lesnar to be more of a powerhouse than, like, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Like, yeah, they're both big, but Brock Lesnar's a monster. And my buddy's like, oh, no, he doesn't sell. I'm like, yes, he does. I'm like, if you watch, like, a lot of, like, okay, that triple threat match, Brock Lesnar took the brunt of the beating of, like, anything extreme. Brock Lesnar takes the brunt of the beating in Hell in a Cell match. Now, what what triple threat are you talking about? The one at uh, last year's Rumble. Are you talking about the one between John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and uh, Seth Rollins? Yeah. I completely agree. And the thing about that match is that Seth Rollins was doing really well in that match. And it didn't make Brock Lesnar look weak. If anything, it was putting Rollins more over exactly. uh, than anything. Yeah, so I enjoy Brock Lesnar being this beast. I, I don't care that he is unstoppable. I don't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you can have an unstoppable person, and there's ways to beat him. Absolutely. For, let's say, this upcoming event, which we haven't gotten to yet, but Mm-mm. there's ways to beat Brock Lesnar. And you can make it look like he is beatable, but he's also not, un- like, he's still a freak. Right. We've seen it before with Seth Rollins. Uh, two times, I think, he's gone over on Brock. Uh, when he beat the streak, You, we called each other that night, and we were both like, this was perfect. This is exactly what needed to happen. But the thing is, too, is my buddy is also an Undertaker fan, which I am not, and hate everything about him. And I know I get so many people who like come at me like, he's like one of the best things that's ever happened to wrestling. Yeah, okay, I get it. Undertaker's great, but Lesnar beating him makes sense. Because if I stare at Lesnar and I stare at Undertaker, Undertaker's 100. Now, if Undertaker was like 40 staring at Lesnar, I'd be like, okay, I can see this. I really wanted Bray Wyatt to win it. Uh, and I still think Bray Wyatt should have been the one to win it. But again, I don't have a problem with it being Brock Lesnar. If it wasn't Brock Lesnar, it should have been Bray Wyatt. Yeah. But I'm, I'm moving on. I mean, what am I going to do? Like, just live in regret? Next, we have Jack Swagger. He comes out. Uh, congratulations on winning that tag team match. See you just later. gets immediately killed. Then Brock also then eliminates Harper. Uh, right after this, though, The Miz comes out and decides to hang out at the commentating table. Which was genius. Complete genius. Can we talk about how The Miz has got a niche in the WWE that he literally headlined a WrestleMania? The Miz headlined. Headlined a WrestleMania against John Cena and actually yeah. had one of the coolest entrances to now basically being the biggest heel TV talker. He's he can sell a move and he's not terrible in the ring, but the things he's doing to keep himself around, you gotta right. sit there and clap your hands like you're just like Miz, good job, buddy. Miz needs a 
faction to run. He needs because he doesn't need to be. He could be in Xavier Woods where yeah. he has a Kofi Kingston and a Big E to to fuel off of and just run the mic. That's that's what he can do. He knows that he's at the end of his career. He's going to be on commentating uh, table soon enough. Uh, but back to the match. He hypes uh, Suplex City versus Misneyland. Yeah, Miz seriously to me like when people are like oh it's the Miz. He's no the Miz is been doing work. I got one of his shirts. That's love. Well, he's held his own. Like, you sit there, and I'm like, God, the Miz, for how much shit people give him, always gets airtime every Raw. He gets airtime every pay-per-view. He's out always there. So, obviously, WWE likes him. Like, Like you said, if you could put him with, like, Right, exactly. Who would you put him with? Could you put him with the primetime players? You, you, oh, you could do that. Yeah. You could. That's a good one for you. That'd be a good one. Yeah, because again, Titus O'Neil and Darren Young are good, but they're missing something. They had that Abraham Washington guy. They can't talk. The Miz can. Yeah, and the Miz could run a direction with them, especially them being heels. I uh, could definitely put them over, but they won't do that. Nope, at all. One thing I want to say, though. So, Miz is on commentating table, but somewhere in the arena, Jerry Lawler is sitting on the fucking panel somewhere with Renee Young, and you know he's just got to be pissed off and jealous as fuck that he's not sitting there with, like, the Miz and and Cole and everything like that. He's got to sit in the back now. I'm fine with it. I am too. Completely okay with this. Yeah, Miz, you're better than the King. Which I could easily see the Miz becoming like the next commentator. I just wish Michael Cole would like leave. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio comes out next, and uh, as he comes out, uh, Lesnar just starts clotheslining Braun Strowman and finally gets him eliminated. Uh, next, Bray Wyatt then comes out to a, a nothing fest of. Uh, Wyatt family members, they're all laying out there. Uh, he comes in and gets face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. Uh, this was really cool. Really hopeful we get Bray and Lesnar at Mania. I could see that being a sweet match. Yeah, I think it could be a really good match. <sighs> I think Fastlane is really just going to be full of, like, dirty finishes, man. Oh, yeah, Fastlane's going to be useless. Like, they're sitting here trying to, like, hype up Fastlane. It's going to be terrible. Right, so we're getting down to the last couple. We have uh, number 28 is... Uh, Dolph Ziggler, awesome. uh, he comes out, and just in time for The Miz, he decides to enter into the ring, and uh, Full Havoc just starts ensuing. Uh, then we have Sheamus comes in at number 29, and just as Sheamus is coming out, I completely called this whole ending uh, from this point forward. Everyone did. Yes, it was Roman Reigns comes out and attacks Sheamus. Uh, they get back in there. Roman Reigns just goes to complete berserker mode and eliminates Miz and Del Rio, waiting in for number 30. And who is it, Pete? Triple... H. Triple H. We all knew it. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Everyone knew it, but Michael Cole, he flips shit about this. Roman Reigns comes out, and I'm sitting there, and I just look over, and I'm just like, well, here comes Triple H. Like, it wasn't shocking. If they think The only reason people cheer in the arena is because when you're in a live event, and you hear that boom, you go nuts. Like, you go with the music. Like, when you're there, it's crazy. I, if I would have been there, I would have been, like, crying, like, I can't believe he's back! Where did he come from? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea! As I'm wearing a Triple H shirt and I got his wristbands on. Like, never mind, just saw him at NXT event. Like, <laughs> you know? He's been in the hospital in WWE storylines, but in NXT storylines, he's still running it. That's your stupidity 101. It's canon. It's all canon. 
There's two different Triple H's out there. We just don't know it. Uh, so they have this stare down between Roman Reigns and Triple H. They just start showing off to each other. Uh, Triple H eliminates uh, Dolph and then asks for Bray Wyatt's help. But this does not happen. This was so cool yeah. to see Bray Wyatt turn on Triple H. I love that. And I was like, oh, my God, Wyatt, throw him out. If right. I would have thrown Triple H out right there, and then you could have had, like, a huge storyline with, like, I'm going to screw you over. You're going to take on Lesnar. That's how you could have did it. But... No, they squandered it. Uh, after this, though, uh, Sheamus starts to help Triple H. Triple H ends up eliminating Bray Wyatt. Chris Jericho, though, uh, gets up and just starts cleaning the ring. Uh, right? Just running all over the place. Chris Jericho, is just he just runs the gauntlet every year with his rumble. He enjoys it. I think he just looks forward to doing this. This is his marathon, I think, that he runs every year is the rumble. And good for him because he does amazing in it. Uh, but he gets eliminated by Ambrose, which finally, I think... I don't know, either fuels or closes up that feud between the two. Uh, that was a cool way of him getting eliminated. Yep. Then we have Ambrose, Roman, Sheamus, and Triple H. Uh, no surprise, these are the last four in the ring. Uh, Roman eliminates Sheamus. And then right after this, Triple H eliminates Roman. I was surprised about this. Uh, I was not upset about this, but I was definitely like, holy shit, what the fuck? Oh, we have Triple H and Dean Ambrose. I had no faith that Dean Ambrose won in this, but it was so cool to see this go down. But sadly, Triple H eliminates Dean Ambrose and becomes the nine-time WWE champion. I do like the Rumble, though. I did. Yeah. I liked it. So, before we move on from the Rumble, can we retire Roman Reigns from the Royal Rumble? Thank you. And this is me as a Roman Reigns fan saying he has been in the top three the last three years, and it has focused a good portion on him. I'm honestly exhausted. I want to end the Roman Rumble here, and hopefully next year he's champion, and he's not even a part of this fucking match. I love the fact that you actually open up and say that Roman Reigns is too out there because he is I'm so tired of Roman Reigns and Rumbles I'm sorry but the fact that you took the record away from Kane keep that and what he has with these three matches will solidify him in saying he was really good at the Rumble but let's just give it a break for a couple of years because we don't need him in every single one for the next couple of years what do you want to grade this the Rumble yeah uh B plus all right, I'm giving it an A+, because I really enjoyed this. There was some low moments, but not enough for me not to enjoy. The rumble itself was absolutely amazing from beginning to end. So A+, there were no stupid entries. That was the biggest thing. There were no wasted entries. No, yes. no offense to any legends that come out. Some are really good, but some are just so horrendous. Uh, great matches. There was no downtime in this rumble where I felt like things were just moving along. It was amazingly planned. I got to give it an A+. That was my big thing. I'm with you. No legends. I knew WWE has a big enough roster right now with so many like NXT talent and WWE talent. Why waste your time bringing in a legend? No, I, I completely agree. What's the point of bringing in some old-ass senior citizen? Uh, some of it is just to get that pop moment. It's kind of a tradition, I think. I mean, they've always been doing that. It's fun. All right, so then we're going to go to Raw from January 25th. Uh, this is with Stephanie and Vince come out to start the show. Uh, they come up just to kind of talk about how Roman Reigns is pretty much broken and to hype up the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H. Triple H comes out, though, in full M. Bison mode. It basically was lame. <laughs> very much, very much lame. I, I, I sat there watching, and I was like, uh 
But he came out to the game, right? He came out yeah, to he, the theme song. Yeah, he didn't come out. He didn't come out to the authority or the king of kings. It was now, the game. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I don't watch wrestling, like type of fan. Like it was two weeks ago, and if it was really monumentous, I would really remember it. That I was like, oh my god, this is dumb. Vince McMahon needs to stay off TV. Vince McMahon needs to just get out of the WWE. Yeah, I, I agree. So his promo was bad. Yes, but you know whose promo was really good? I got to give it a Triple H, though. This thing yeah. about how uh, Vince McMahon is God and that wrestling is his religion was such an amazing promo. It was so good. A-plus here to, to Triple H. But the thing is, is, look back on Triple H's past. That dude, promo, promo, promo. That guy throws promos out there. Ever since you remember us, Hunter Hearst Holmesley. So, Stephanie asked the big question, who will face Triple H at WrestleMania? Now, here's the thing, and we're going to get into it. They're going to do an evaluation of who's going to face him at WrestleMania. They're completely saying, fuck off to Fastlane. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of knew that was going to happen. But, I mean, really, like, whoever you choose, Roman Reigns, who's going to be feuding Roman Reigns, is going to have to wait until April to even touch you. So, what are we going to do until then? Exactly. What is going to happen? Is he going to take on the League of Nations? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not going to happen at all. I Fastlane is stupid, by the way. At least the Elimination Chamber was something to look forward to because you had that second title that was... I mean, they had always had the world title that made it a little bit more interesting for that, but they just don't have that. I feel like they need that one other title yeah. that would help out wrestling in a whole because there's just, like, there's not enough. For people to fight for it. Yeah, I agree. I want the world title back in the worst way. Uh, it was this great, just little like bridge between mid cards and main eventers. It was just perfect, just little bridge. It had a perfect yeah. niche to fill in any kind of filler you needed. That it didn't make anything just just feel less than it was. Yep. So uh, you got it. Yeah, I got it. I got what you got. What I got. First match of the night is Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. Weird. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, Owens still sold the whole last man standing match for the night before, uh, but Owens still beats Dolph Ziggler with a pop-up powerbomb. No big surprise here. Uh, <laughs> right. we, we get a segment from Roman Reigns. He's being interviewed by JoJo, but it's really just filler. Moving on, social outcasts are out in the ring, uh, and uh, they have something to say. <laughs> this was kind of a highlight for Raw this week. Uh, oh. Heath Slater gets distracted by the state Florida, who actually is just sitting ringside. Heath Slater and uh, Rose continue to hate on the uh, Sawgrass state until the rapper Flo Rida uh, hops over the barrier uh, and gets into the ring. I loved it because the fact is when you were supposed to lose a fake rap battle. Right, so a fake rap battle goes down and Bo Dallas nails it. Bo Dallas killed it. Flowrider, how do you phone something in and actually be there? I, I, I literally don't get it. And the fact is, is Flowrider, whether you're a hip-hop fan or not, you could tell he was out of sorts. And Bo Dallas killed it. Loved Just it. Just literally killed it. And, like, he dropped the mic. Oh, my God, Bo Dallas, this is why. This is why you're good. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I was like, I was laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. He, he did a good job on that. So Flowrider just fucks up this entire thing, and in the end, all it was was just an elaborate ruse. Well, I won't even say elaborate. It was just a ruse to get um, the uh, Dudley boys out to take on the social outcasts. 
I mean, uh, congratulations to Dudley Voice. They finally win a match. After yeah. three months of not doing anything, they win a match against the Social Outcasts. I don't know what this is setting up, though. Is this the Dudley Boys versus the Social Outcasts? It might. Is, is this just Flo Rider doing his thing with Heath Slater? I, I don't know. The best was is that the crowd was not behind Flo Rida. Not at all. Because they all know Flo Rida is a goddamn joke. Sorry. I hate Florida. I hate him as a fucking... Hip hop artist, I'm about to rant. He okay. has. Uh, Pete, you're out of 10. You're out of t- No. No, but he has no talent. Okay. Ah. Sorry. All right. All right. Leave the Bellatones alone. Next backstage segment with Renee Young. Uh, she interviews AJ Styles about his debut uh, at Rumble and uh, his upcoming match with Chris Jericho. Uh, he says that he's going to turn WWE on its head. Let's hope he doesn't break anyone's neck. Uh, Chris Jericho then appears and hypes their upcoming match before telling Styles, welcome to the big leagues, kid, and then slapping him in the chest. This is awesome. I'm loving this AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. If there's going to be a good rival, like a good starting point for AJ Styles, it's Chris Jericho. Absolutely. I think it's great. Then up next, after the commercial break, it's AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. This is a really good match. Still, though, it's crazy to see uh, Styles in a ring where the promoter actually paid his utility bill. Like, there's a lot of... It's it's different, I will have to say, though. Great match. I know we rag on Chris Jericho, though, a lot, uh, but I gotta we got to respect his in-ring ability, though. He is absolutely amazing in this match. He still... Uh, gets me every time uh, every so often with the when he gets into these walls of jericho when he reverses something into it it's it's awesome i'm loving it i feel like chris jericho is a really good nxt coach and that's what he's doing in a ring but that's the thing like they would never be able to tie him down like i don't see chris never you're not well no because he's his band he can go do that and be but chris jericho has taken wrestlers and like anyone like fandango you, they're not gonna. Chris Jericho is not gonna get in a ring with someone that he doesn't fully trust, you know, and be like, "I'll put him over." Like, why is that guy gotten shit? Maybe because of his terrible finisher. But I didn't. What finisher? Think, it was a leg drop. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't think Fandango was that bad. Yeah, they just give up on it. Yeah. Like, there was more to Fandango. Like, I I mean, this match, there's nothing to do with Fandango, but I am so disappointed at how they treated Fandango. But he beats Jericho at Mania. And, and then nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So Jericho losing to Styles, there better be, I'm predicting Jericho Styles at Mania. No. No, Jericho Styles at Fastlane. It's going to be Styles Owens at Mania. Uh, Styles gets a win after them doing a roll-up on each other. Uh, afterwards, Styles extends his hand for a handshake. Jericho hesitantly accepts it, uh, but after a delay of letting go, he like brings it back, and they do like a stare-down thing like all wrestlers want to do. Yep. So, yeah, we might get a feud with this. Uh, next, it's uh, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Uh, these two had themselves a pretty good back and forth, I think, at the beginning of the match, but I don't know. It was sloppy. It was sloppy. There. That's that I, I hate using that word over and over again. But it was. Like and the thing is those two have put on awesome matches. Yeah. I just think they they're a little overhyped now that like 
It's not just the network that's watching you. Right. And maybe they just didn't give a shit because what comes up next is Charlotte interferes in the match. <laughs> she she just beats up Becky Lynch. I feel Becky Lynch is just the middleman in all this. This is either the WWE has just given up on Becky Lynch or we're getting a triple threat match. I'm hoping for the triple threat match. <laughs> right? I am too. I'm hoping for Becky Lynch's career that it's a triple threat match. It needs to be a triple threat match. Uh, after this, we go to the locker room and we see Goldust backstage listening to some music until R-Truth approaches him. Goldust proposes that he wants to be a new tag team partner with R-Truth, but R-Truth does not understand this and awkwardly leaves uh, thinking that uh, Goldust wants to, uh, I don't know, be life mates, maybe? I couldn't help but laugh at this. You know what? These two are older. You don't want to wear and tear them in the ring. God, you get, they're... They're performers. They have a showmanship that they can actually, like, entertain people. So, do you think this is that, like, they were trying the Stardust and Titus O'Neil thing, and it wasn't working, so they're like, uh, Goldust and R-Truth, and it's working. Yeah, and Stardust's character was crazy, and you're trying to, like, tame him out. Well, yeah, I I think it's over. Been a huge supporter of Stardust, but... I, I'm done with it. If they're not going to do anything important with it, just put bring him back as Cody Rhodes and put him in the fucking main roster because that's where he deserves to be. He's so talented. Uh, yeah. Speaking of talent, Kane versus Bray Wyatt is up next. Who cares? Moving on. What the fuck? Thank you. Thank God. I don't want to talk about anything. Like, what is the point of the Wyatt family? To just have them be jobbed? Like, now granted, they're not getting beat, but they are getting jobbed. I think they're they're pushing them, but there's like you can you could just see through the whole ruse. So they're getting jobs. Oh yeah, I, okay, all right, fine. You win, you win. <laughs> you get he's right twice, folks, twice, <laughs> two <Twice laughs> times. Ah, two put times. it up on the board. That's that's two for Perry Saturn, folks. Uh, we now go to the parking garage. Uh, the cameramen are really getting a workout tonight. Uh, we meet with uh, Rich Brennan, I think is his name. Uh, yeah. He's sent out to investigate some kind of limo backstage and who's in it. The Miz. Awesome. Yeah, this was cool. Uh, but it was just delaying the inevitable, uh, which was The Rock shows up in this big fucking Tonka truck. He does this stupid, like, I don't know, like a Saturday Night Live skit where he just walks down the whole hallway until he gets to the gorilla position. Time out. I actually thought this was great. Because The Rock is able to ab-lib like that that no one else can. That dude can talk. Okay, so first he calls The Miz a flying nun, which was amazing. And then he goes, hey, go park my truck. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Which, by the way, I'm going to do this now. Okay. Miz tweets a photo of a truck that looks a lot like The Rock's that's all damaged and says, hey, Rock, I parked your truck. Have a good time. <laughs> I'll give The Miz on that one. That's good. That's good. That's canon right there. Exactly. All right. So he goes to the big show. So no, not even we're not even gonna get the big show because we're at a ten right now because he's he, he no the big show gun. part was great a lot of and part we're not there yet because he has to first have an awkward conversation with Rick Ross and we have to talk about that and then he goes to big show. I completely forgot about Rick. I Ross. run the show. I completely I know how it goes. I completely forgot about Rick Ross. <laughs> so what happens after he meets Miz? <laughs> he goes to Rick Ross. He meets Rick Ross. <laughs> The legend! <laughs> He's so sophisticated. <laughs> you get a verse of me, you gotta be initiated. <laughs> <laughs> I do know Rick Ross. No, you don't. Yeah, Moving I do. On. Shut okay. up, I like hip hop. All right, whatever, man. Whatever comes on your Pandora on accident. He then goes to Big Show. Which was good. 
I like like this bit. Big Show immediately picks up this, like, shitty-ass laptop, and you know something, there's something that's got to do with this. It's a Dell. You're getting a Dell, No, not the singer, not the singer. Oh, hello? Oh, Dell. Like, the computer. No, Adele, I love you too much. I would never say anything rude about you. Moving on. I'm just saying. I don't, what if she listened to our podcast? She's like, oh, so Big Show killed me? No. Adele, if you're listening to this. Send me $1,000. He doesn't need it. Yes, I do. He has no children to feed. I have cat. I have like two farm cats outside. And a dumb dog. Don't even bring him in. He's not. He's locked out. We lost so many viewers because of that fucking. No, dog. we didn't. They People love Samson. People were commenting. They're waiting for the Samson minute. Don't bring that dog in. I'm gonna. I will. Pr- I will find that dog. Hold on one second. No, no, no. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. The Rock. Uh, he meets Lana. Yeah, he meets Lana. She's hanging out backstage. This again was another part that uh, WWE got heat about. This was just awkward. That's my siren. Alert. 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 Sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Right. Basically, what it was. That was weird. Like, yeah. I mean, in the Attitude Era, it would have been like, whatever. But now it's like, mm, can you say that now? Right. If anything, I, if I was Rusev, I would have been went up and like, hey, congratulations on your new daughter. You know? <laughs> right? That would have been, <laughs> that would have topped it off. I know this kid doesn't look like me. Like, that would have been so <laughs> I do have to say this, though. It doesn't matter if you like him or hate him. That dude can talk. He he sold that whole bit. And then when he stood there and he counted down and he walks out there, I get goosebumps still because I'm like, I was a diehard rock fan, like, back in the day. Like, when he fought Stone Cold, I wasn't a Stone Cold fan. I was a rock fan. So... Rock's pretty much in the ring now. We're just going to skip him wishing a happy birthday to Pat Patterson. Just go right to the ring. That's cool. He walked by him, too. Rock's in the ring. Happy birthday, Pat Patterson. (laughs) That's all he did. That's all he said. All right, moving on. So, yeah, Rock comes out and uh, just hypes the crowd. One of the highlights of this was uh, he didn't know Byron Saxton. Awesome. Another huge highlight, and I will say this because we're from Iowa. At Des Moines, there were people who dressed up as wrestlers on on the TV side. The security told them, you cannot sit here. You got to change. They made him go and put on T-shirts. Then they moved these people. Instead of making them change, they make them move their seats to the other side where the TV can't see them. And the rock goes, wait a second. I got to talk to these guys. Oh, Vince was pissed. I sat there and I was like, that's hilarious. And also, yeah, you know, you know, Vince was like, nope, 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 nope. Don't do it, rock. But he did, and it was awesome. Really good. That's what makes wrestling good. Yeah. Ad living. Just go do something. Yeah. Do you remember watching So Cold's documentary where he like sat in the ring and just drank beers? See, it just doesn't make sense in this day and age. They say this thing like go off script or uh, you know like grab the brass ring. Brad Maddox grabbed the brass ring. Brad Brad Maddox went off the script, and where the fuck is Brad Maddox? He's fine. Yeah. Why? What? There's what, no reason. What is, why? What is Mojo Riley gonna do to go off script in the future of the WWE to make him something that's not the cookie cutter WWE exactly. product that they want him to be? WWE needs to open that up a little more. You can you can go off script, but not to the point like where it's crossed the line. But like right. the way The Rock did it, yeah, it's The Rock. Like, why do you think CM Punk sold so many T-shirts? Exactly. He was the last person that we actually had in the company right now that actually was one of those people who just talked his mind and went completely off the script and 
wrote his own shit. You know, you you see like the the unhinged lunatic uh, Dean Ambrose, all of his shit's written, and if it's not written, it's how they want the character to be, and he's going to follow that. And that's nothing against Dean Ambrose. We just don't have that anymore in WWE, and that's what makes that that edge is is missing, and it it hurts wrestling right now. Exactly, you are right. I am right. One for me. One for me. You all right. One. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. So after this great little interaction saying, like, the weed in Florida is amazing. Yeah, the New Day comes out. And the New Day and The Rock have the best banter I've seen in quite some time. We get llama penises. You can't can't say penis on TV, which the New Day was like, you can't say penis on TV. Can you say penis on TV? I don't think you can say penis on TV. They said it, like, ten times. Xavier Woods first corrects The Rock on Byron Saxon, which I love that yes. Xavier Woods does these fact-checking things. He tore up Michael Cole about it, and I'm glad he did not stop with The Rock. They do a lot of banter back and forth. This is just golden promo right here. Then The Rock calls them the chocolate cornholes who run uh, run their mouth on TV. Uh, this makes The New Day just flip shit, and then we get the Usos to come out and attack uh, The New Day. Yeah. Uh, this ends with Big E getting a rock bottom, Kofi Kingston getting a Samoa drop by one of the Usos, and then Xavier Woods eating a double super kick and then a people's elbow. The best spine buster of the rock. When Xavier Woods was pleading for his yeah, life. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, next is Paige, Natalia versus Alicia Fox and Brie Bella. Due to time restraints, we're moving on to The Miz versus Kalisto. <laughs> <laughs> this match. Thank God you said it. Uh, Miz, I guess, complains about being interrupted, uh, so naturally Kalisto interrupts him. The match was dumb. Um, Kalisto wins. Moving on to our main event. Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns versus Rusev and Sheamus. Seems like it's just Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns just facing whoever at the main event nowadays. This match is boring as fuck. And yep. the Brotherhood wins. Uh, after this, then they take Rusev, and he gets some payback on him. They throw him through a table. The Brotherhood stands victorious until Stephanie McMahon comes out and announces our main event for Fastlane will be Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar, which doesn't make any sort of sense. I am going to be excited about this match. This match is super cool, but does he not understand that that means he has to face one of these three men at WrestleMania? The end of this Raw was so bad. Felt like it was a SmackDown. So what do you want to grade SmackDown? <sighs> C minus. I'm giving it a C minus. I'll st- I'll go with your C minus. All right. There was nothing good about this match. Uh, mo- uh, the only thing this really did was just move some storylines just slowly, slowly along. Yeah. So uh, I guess some point always here, though, is uh, Triple H, again, is not going to wrestle for 61 days. He's going to be wrestling on April 3rd, WrestleMania. Uh, who will be facing him and who will be feuding with Dean, Brock, and Roman Reigns? Well, first of all, it won't be Wade Barrett. He's in a neck injury. We find out now that Sheamus has tendonitis in his left arm and Alberto Del Rio has a lower back injury from a suplex that he got from Lesnar at the Rumble. There's also heat with Rusev. If you haven't heard this yet, apparently he got his ass chewed out by Lana in the middle of an airport. Both Lana and Rusev have uh, heat, with Rusev getting heat because taking it like a bitch, because he just stood there and pretty much had taken it like a bitch, and Lana for just flipping shit on Rusev in front of WWE fans. So I guess we're taking League of Nations and throwing them the fuck out the window. I, I don't get it. Like, you know what you're getting into being a WWE superstar. So if Lana, how dumb can you be? Especially in public. Like, she is gorgeous, but like, God, you're gorgeous. 
Stop. That that can't be the argument. No, that can't be the argument. But, no, but the thing. All right, but she's really good looking. If it was me, I'd be like, you know what, Lana, you're fired. You can't be on the superstars. You can't be on like anything because you don't know how to handle your life. You, when you go into WWE, you know what your life is, which is why I think sometimes the network is almost exposing too much. I know you're on that kick, and I and I get where you're coming from. You know what I, I mean? know like, exactly what you mean, and I and I get that. I'm just so fucking fascinated. I want more. I do too, but like, if WWE is smart, I would almost can Lana, and I hate saying that because can her or repackage her. Can her? She's fired. No. No, she can go find a modeling gig. Don't try to tell me she can't. Oh, I can't say she can't, but I mean, it's her passion, man. What? Well, no, she doesn't wrestle. Managing wrestlers is her passion. Whatever. Mo- moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we just watched the February first Raw tonight, so it's yep. fresh. So let's let's we're finish here. with that. Yeah, we have to get this in before the blizzard. Oh yeah, cause it's gonna blizzard here in Iowa. Uh, I don't see it yet. Do you see it, Pete? No, I don't. All right, hold on, wait. Okay. No, that's my wall. Yeah. There's no snow. There's a caucus going on around here today oh, as well. there's a big old caucus. Oh, I should be there caucus? right now, uh, but, uh, well. I looked at the caucus numbers when uh, Big Show fought. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, we have Brock Lesnar opening up Raw. Now, is Brock Lesnar face? Because, well, there's a lot of Suplex City chants. Uh, everyone at the commentating table is enjoying him, and I'm enjoying him. So, Brock Lesnar face? I think Brock Lesnar is a face. Paul Heyman rambles, and we're all just waiting for Roman Reigns to come out. But surprise, Dean Ambrose comes out completely unenthused, doesn't give a two shits about Brock Lesnar, coming out to, quote, see what the fuss is about, and I love it. I love this just not giving two fucks about Brock Lesnar attitude Dean Ambrose is bringing, asks to be taken to Suplex City, and then just walks off. Perfect way to start this I draw. actually have to say, I love this. Yes. I thought that was perfect. Because Ambrose is that guy that's like, nah, whatever. And it's fresh. We yeah. have not seen these two clash at all, really. And especially have these two open Raw and have this be just what we're going to just set the theme for for the night. Perfect. This then starts up with Kalisto versus the surviving member of League of Nations, Rusev with Lana. Uh, Del Rio is on commentating. Why, though? His English is shit. His English is shit, and the commentary is shit. Yeah. There was 90 times where, like, Michael Cole and them were just talking and ignoring what Del Rio was saying. I'm like, wow, God, you guys suck. Like, you seriously do. One of the newest episodes of Botchamania has uh, Matt Stryker and Yoshitatsu doing commentating on Wrestling Kingdom 10, and it's it's pure gold because Matt Stryker's trying to do everything he can to get any kind of feedback from Yoshitatsu. Can you get me that link? Botchamania.com, you idiot. No, well, shut up. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I follow him on Facebook and Twitter and everything. He shared my artwork one time. That was super cool. Damn sure he did. Yes, he did. So, Kalisto wins this match. Congratulations to him. Uh, we go to a commercial, and we come back to see Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns are backstage checking out the WWE title that's just laying in this case for some reason. Yeah, because why wouldn't it be with the actual title holder? Yeah. You dumb fucking writer. Because Triple H is too busy on a Monday night. Yeah. He's in the building, right? Yeah, obviously the belt's there. I guess it's just too heavy. 
We'll just say that. Uh, Stephanie McMahon comes out because I guess she's guarding it. I guess he just put her in charge of it. Like, guard my title, Harpy! And so she just comes around and just hypes up more about Triple H, who doesn't want to be there at all to hype up himself. Yeah. They discuss Fastlane, and then Steph tries to put a, a spike between Dean and Roman. It's some good chemistry here, I gotta say. Roman and Dean were pretty good on the mic. Of course you did. You loved did. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Dean and Ambrose carried that. Uh, no, I think Roman carried more of that segment. Whatever. <laughs> You've changed. Uh, this sets up the Brotherhood versus the New Day, and then we go to see a promo from Brie Bella because we got some kind of uh, video package about Nikki's neck. Uh, good for her surgery. I'm glad it went well. I guess the Bellas are face again. Uh, but then Charlotte slithers into this uh, promo and just knocks down the Bella Twins, which is super cool, and then wishes the best on Nikki on her Amazon purchases. Uh-huh. It's well. Why is she rivaling Brie Bella? They're just trying to give her heat. No, they're trying to get Total Divas over. That's all they're doing. Yes, it is. Don't even try. I Charlotte's got heat. All right, but Charlotte can get heat from Sasha and Becky more than she can with Brie because they're not over. Total Divas is done. And I tweeted at Paige because she said, yeah, we go into this match. I'll, oh, you I'll, tweeted I'll seg- at her. I'll segue it. So <laughs> All right. They go into this match, right? Brie versus Charlotte match. We're not there yet. Yes, we are. <laughs> Shut up. I'm so mad about this whole thing. What what's next? Next? Next we have the Usos versus the social outcasts. Okay, so anyways, we went to Bree and No, alright, alright. So mad about this. Okay, we'll get you there. Let's cool you down because we have where's Bo? <sighs> Bo isn't anywhere. Well, did you hear? Yeah, he came out, he's laying some beats down. No, did you really hear though? No, I what really happened. Word on the street is well, it's not word on the street, it's actually true. Him and Bray Wyatt, why they weren't there is cause IRS's dad uh is in the hospital. Oh no. Yeah, so they went to go be with him because it's mm, not looking good. That's not good. Yeah. Well, that's that's sad to hear. And you don't think I dig up dirt. I dig up That's not dirt. That's a family in that's crisis. Dirt. That's a family in crisis. Well, cancer's dirt. It might be cancer. I don't know what it was, but I just read it that quick. Moving on. Social Outcast shirts, they look like desperate indie band shirts. Like, they got, like, but their But they're good. Handles. I want... I don't want one. They're dumb. I want a better one. Make up a better one. They take on the Usos, but lose. Adam Rose just gets squashed by the Usos. Uh, then next, before we get to the D- Divas match... Wait, we wait, also wait, wait. What? Social Outcast shirts. They all are on, like mug shots that one's cool the one they wore tonight was not that one so where did that one go because i really liked that one i'm not head of t-shirts i make a wrestling podcast ah you're right we do all right right check yourself ms tv is up next with aj styles uh ms just i don't know he just this weird fucking promo where he first starts like, doing this life story about AJ Styles being, like, the run to the litter, pretty much. Yeah. And that he's the best footballer, is what he calls him. He said footballer. And that's where I was like, oh, my God. And I think he said it like that is the actual word to be used there. He didn't stop to to check himself. I'm just really glad AJ Styles just got up and punched him in the face. Yeah. So he attacks him, Miz runs off, moving on. Now we have Bree uh, comes out with Alicia Fox. Thank Charlie you. Charlie comes out with Ric Flair. Uh, take it away, Pete. All right. Here's what pisses me off is that this stupid, dumb, idiotic show known as Total Divas 
gets airtime. That is the only reason why Brie is getting a match because her sister had got neck surgery. So they need to have a Bella from Total Divas be in the title because that will like record a great show. I am so sick of Total Divas and all their bullshit. It is terrible. It's not good. The storylines are terrible. The editing is bad. The show doesn't even edit right. And then, on top of all of it, you're going to let Brie beat Charlotte, who is way more powerful than that stupid Brie mode. Uh, This this was a roll-up, man. This wasn't like she like full-on like knocked out Charlotte. This was a roll-up win. Don't care! All right. You're at a 10. When you come out to a song, it's called I want to fucking snap. This is what ticked me off the most. Is I'm on Twitter and I see the girl who I love and I'm not really mad at you, but like you didn't tweet anything right. And I'm sorry, but like hopefully we can still talk. Paige goes, go Brie mode. And I'm like, what? You were just mad at her. And all of a sudden you're buddies because your show aired? That's the way I look at it. Total Divas needs to be pulled off the air. What's next for Brie Bella then? No joke, and this is what makes it scary, is she could win the title. How? Uh, at Fastlane. So do you think it's going to be a Fatal 4-Way match? No, I really only think it will be Brie versus Charlotte. And then what, Sasha versus uh, Becky Lynch for a number one contendership? Yep. And so they just give it to Brie and then they make these two fight? I could literally see that. Okay. As All right. as I am about it, but no. I... See, and, and I, I want to, I want to defend that, but like the WWE has just such a horrible, shitty track record with women's wrestling that they it do? makes sense that like looking at it now, I'm like, ah, oh, you're right. Pete gets three, gets three for Pete. He's winning. Thank you. That's not good though. Woo! All right. Yeah. So Eric Rowan with the Wyatt family takes on the Big Slow. Dumb. Uh, Big Slow wins with a with a choke slam, and then we get a face off between uh, the Big Slow and Babyface Strowman. This was kind of cool, but we've seen it before, so there's no really big shot factor. And then they ended up just doing a beat down on Big Show, just kind of like how they did Kane the week before. Uh, next is Titus O'Neil versus Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze loses again to Titus O'Neil. What are they doing with Titus O'Neil right now? He's the big spokesperson for all like the kids. He's not gonna lose. So is David Atanga. <laughs> he's still around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got that coffee cup and some sweater vests. Yeah, it's bad. Next, we have a backstage segment again. This is between Brock and Heyman. They're talking in the locker room, and then Triple H comes in and asks Heyman to leave just to insult Lesnar to his face, like Paul Heyman was gonna have something to do with this. This was dumb. He kind of just, like, talks about how Lesnar should have been more of a man uh, in front of Dean. I don't know what he's kind of trying to, like, uh, pull off here. I don't see the strategy between Triple H right now. The only thing I can see is Lesnar's just like, hey, man, I can't wait to break your other arm at Mania. Like, I don't get where this is going at all. Yeah, it really, I, I, I don't either. It's baffling. 
Next is Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. What we just said before in the last Raw could pretty much just be put towards this one, except there was an awesome super kick by Kevin Owens. Yep. Uh, but Dolph still gets the win on this, which was kind of cool, I guess, since Owens won last week. But still, I don't know where this is going. Are they? Neither of these men are going to have a match at Fastlane together, so why are we seeing this? Exactly. It's just getting old. But then Sasha Banks comes out, Pete. The boss is back. I don't yeah. get the I don't get the bosses back. There was a lot of things that just didn't make sense with this pro, this segment, but it was still good to just see uh, Sasha Banks kind of just being a part of it and kind of being the main focus. She's back. Where did she go? She's it's, still new. So here's the thing. All right. Did you know that SmackDown had a video of them breaking up, but they never aired it? Yeah, they cut it. So that's what they did. They basically moved it to Raw. They have to fix it. They have to rewrite it. That's why you just sit there and you look at your stupid ass producers and dumb fucking writers. Settle down. Sorry. But don't try to tell me I'm wrong. You don't you don't have a breakup and then cut it. And then move it to Raw. You're like, you know what? Wow, we really shouldn't have these people break up on SmackDown. If you're if you have any common sense, your main viewership is raw, right? Okay. So why do that segment on SmackDown to only cut it? When you realize, you know what? No one really watches SmackDown anyways. No, no one really does, except for the audience. This was just, I don't know. They they cut it twice because, so they cut it from SmackDown. Then they come out and they do, Dean Band comes out and confronts uh, Sasha Banks. They're still kind of friends, I guess. So they kind of cut uh, them breaking up again. Becky Lynch comes out, they have a match. And then they uh, Team Bad attacks both Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. And then they fight them out of the ring. This just made no sense at all. I don't no. know if this means... I mean, the only thing that came out of this was some NXT chants. So, well, this did yeah, make sense. Yeah, I swear to God, if we see a Team Bad versus Sasha Banks and... That's next Monday. Uh, that is next no, Monday. it'll be Fastlane. It'll, no, no, we won't see that at Fastlane. Because Fastlane will be a number one contendership between the two. I, why is Paige just thrown off to the side? That's what I don't get. You know, and I know she garners heat, and when you watch Total Divas, I can sort of see why, but still, you could do something with her. Like, this is dumb. Well, that's because creative can only go one diva at a time. Exactly. They're like, oh my god, wait a second. Whoa! The audience can't understand two diva storylines going on at once. Whoa! We're moving on, though, to our main event, which is the Brotherhood versus the New Day. Paul Heyman decides to sit ringside, so we know fucking Brock Lesnar's coming out. The New Day shames The Rock, which was amazing. They proclaimed that they would continue to beat children, but out of love. What they did with that little kid at the side. By the way, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Bullet Club. That's all I saw there. Yeah. That's all I saw in that corner was Bullet Club shirts. Little Easter egg. Yep. Then Roman Reigns and Ambrose enter. The match is what it is. Big E ends up spanking uh, Dean Ambrose, which is kind of comical. There was an awesome Samoa drop by uh, Roman Reigns on Big E. I want to see more Roman Reigns and Big E matches. I want Big E Langston to get, like, have that fun persona, but, like, snap. Right. Because he's way more powerful than everyone else in the ring. Oh, train. he's huge. Uh, so the Brotherhood ends up winning. There was a cool, somewhat cool belly-to-belly belly, uh, from Big E onto Roman onto the commentating table. They it, it got a little botched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then 
Lesnar comes out, New Day attacks the Brotherhood, and then uh, F5 to Ambrose and Raw is over. Kind of just goes full circle there. Yeah, well, the thing that was stupid, and this one pissed me off the most, Lesnar comes out, those guys get jumped. Then the camera goes over to the guys on the outside of the ring, and you could definitely tell they weren't ready because the camera had to swing over to watch Brock Lesnar, F5, Dean Ambrose. And that was it. I was like, wait, that's the only person you F5? Why not F5 everyone else? Because it has to pertain to what happened at the beginning. I mean, that's that's pretty much all it is. But but you took the camera angles away. You, you took a lot away. Yeah. So what do you want to give this one? Oh, well, I gave it a D plus. A D plus? Yep. Wow. You thought this one was worse than last week? I thought this yep. one was better than last week. We had some more movement. I gave this one a C plus. Another reason why I'll give it a D plus is because Paul Heyman was sitting at commentary and there was no interaction there. No, there really was. Yeah, they, he totally just was just like just mean mugging everybody in the ring. It was terrible. He <laughs> had to he had to basically sit there and commentate on the match to be like Michael Cole, you're getting that wrong. And I'm like, why isn't Kevin Owens a Paul Heyman guy? But he doesn't need to be a Paul Heyman guy. He, he does doesn't, not, he, but he'd be really good at it. Yeah, I can see that. I think we need more Kevin Owens guys. I think that's what we need. Yeah. Pete, what's your done of the week? League of Nations. League of Nations. I will also go with League of Nations. You go ahead and you form this super group. That's all hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stud of the week. I'm going to go with Roman and Dean here, man. They are improving. They're doing great. They just they don't need to be the main focus anymore. And brains. And brains. That's what they were calling. That them. was Ambrains. so good when New Day was just like Ambrose brains. And then Kofi goes, Ambrains. And I'm like, awesome. I'll have to go my stud of the week. I know he's been a staple of mine, but no, actually, you know what? My stud of the week is that little kid that they called out to dance. What? The New Day. The New Day looked at a little kid at the crowd. He danced. The Bullet kid, Club kid. And the reason why, yes, one, he danced. Two, he's wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Uh-huh. Which is... In my eyes, working on something. We're working on a change. So that is Raw. Um, two Raws and a Rumble all covered in the show. The show has gone a lot longer than our normal oh shows. Oh, my but God. You guys deserved it. We want to thank everyone who's been listening to we this. You need to thank everybody who's listening. Yes. So next week, though, we're going to catch up on uh, NXT. Also, there was a bunch of new shows that came out uh, that they were kind of previewing on Network, and we're going to kind of talk about them. Uh, one quick thing, though, before we go, it was announced today that Bret Hart has prostate cancer. Now, we just want to wish the very best to him in his battle here. Now, he is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. He has always been, to me, the hero of wrestling. If there is a good guy in wrestling from the beginning to end, I, I would always, I've always thought of it as Bret Hart, him as a person, as, as a character. Everything about Bret Hart is great. He was the one, I mean, the screw job, whatever. This guy was the most honest person in wrestling, I think. He basically pioneered so many moves that you're watching. And Bret Hart, like, seriously, this news is devastating. I yeah. hope you're good. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that is the uh, Full Nelson Press episode 26, Attack of the Ambrains. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe and like our video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, please subscribe and give us a review. It does help out. Also, if Stitcher is your fancy, it would be awesome if you gave us a thumbs up. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler, and just search the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can find all of our links to any of our uh, social media sites, uh, anything like that, on the thefullnelsonpress.com, which also includes a weekly WWE webcomic created by myself, Brandon Kirkpatrick. So, anything else you want to add, Pete? Um, no. <laughs> I All don't. Right. I don't. Pete has nothing to bring to the table. Nothing and, else. uh, suck a butt. Yeah, but.